Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. With Jason Whitlock. I'm Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Saturday. Another special uh, Saturday edition of Fearless. Glad you're here with us. We're going to start calling this uh, Saturdays with Shamika, uh, our Saturday edition. Shamika and I will have a couple of conversations here, hopefully get you through the weekend. We don't have football right now, so we figured we'd give you some uh, special Saturday content, me and Shamika Michelle. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Good Ranchers. Fall in love with beef, chicken, and seafood all over again by subscribing to GoodRanchers.com. Use my promo code FEARLESS to get $240 in free bacon uh, with your order. Uh, Shamika, uh, welcome back. Happy Saturday uh, to you and yours. I want to talk with you about Lakin Riley. I think I'm saying that right. She's the 22-year-old nursing student, University of Georgia, who was brutally murdered by an illegal immigrant uh, this has set off a lot of conversations about illegal immigration. And <laughs> the mayor of Athens, Georgia, I believe his name is Kelly Gertz, held a press conference this week. And, and he's taking a lot of heat because he's basically made Athens, Georgia, a sanctuary city for illegal immigrants. And I think he did this in 2019 or 2020 or so. Uh, and, and so people there in Athens are upset with him because uh, he rolled out the red carpet for illegal immigrants. And now an illegal immigrant has murdered, brutally murdered a 22 year old college student. Uh, and, and people aren't letting this go. He had a press conference this week where <laughs> he attempted he attempted to push some of the blame on Donald Trump and comments Donald Trump made in 2019 or whatever. Anyway, let's play the clip of uh, some people. No, no, no. Let's let's start with the clip uh, from 2019 where he talks about Athens as a sanctuary city. city. I got this off Jack Pasebiak's uh, Twitter feed. Let's play that clip first. The Athens-Clark County Unified Government is welcoming to people from all lands and backgrounds and strives to foster a community where individuals and families of all statuses feel safe, are able to prosper, and can breathe free. So that was him saying, hey, illegal immigrants, we love you here in Athens and we want you all to feel prosperous. And so now here we are in 2024, young woman's been killed and the people in Athens are irate and think that this crazy uh, woke mayor is partially responsible. And they attacked this mayor this week at a press conference, let's watch. Humanity is the expectation of human dignity. While 2019 was not that long ago, 
you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion oh, metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. This is an invasion! When I was younger, so when we I have was a criminal. And you know what I thought about doing? Crossing the border to Mexico to get away from my crime! Son, I'm going to ask you to leave. Jesus Christ, he saved me, and I no longer live that lawless life, I'm, which you do! Son, I'm going to ask you, you to leave. You lawless, Mr. Mayor. I'd be glad to schedule some time with you if you'd like some individual time. Yeah, I'd like to spend some time with you. Let's do that, but I, got, I need to continue. I got a question. How about town hall? Sorry. I went to so read are, the are you going to listen to the question. resolution? Is that still in place? Is that, is, does that get the impression this is a sanctuary city? What? No, you can't call it that under Georgia law? What we wish to do is dignify everybody's humanity. There's nothing in that resolution that creates the law. You took an oath to uphold the law, not your feelings or nor your opinion. Chief, I'm No, sir. You're talking BS to us right now. I need to answer one question at a time. Right here, sir. Alex, I'm going to continue my answer for a moment ago, and then I'll get it. You called me a white supremacist in your resolution. Well, that was not nice to me. What? What we wish to do? This is America still. What we wish to do? Okay. All right. Is to understand. Is to understand that those families that are here came here under less than ideal circumstances. I've outlined my desire for better, better federal legislation that would standardize the immigration process. We've not been living in that environment. I mentioned I was a career educator. I've worked with a lot of students and their families in this community. And the practical reality is that those families tend to be blended amongst a variety of immigration statuses. We want to create a stable environment for people in our communities. And when that community is disrupted by hate or vitriol, that's not a safe environment for their school children and their families to live in. It's called righteous indignation, sir. The resolution speaks to that question. So whatever Donald Trump said in 2019 was hate and vitriol that made the environment unsafe. These people are crazy, man. They're elected by Americans to represent the citizens, the legal citizens, American citizens. And this guy is talking about protecting the feelings of illegal immigrants and being upset that Donald Trump has said something about foreigners who are coming into this country illegally, priorities are just all wrong here. And, and I, I'm, I love seeing this because I love, and particularly the white woman was like, no, in your resolution, you called me a white supremacist. You ain't worried about my feelings, but you worried about the feelings of illegal immigrants and making sure they feel welcome and safe and blah. Miss me with all of it. I, I'm, I'm glad to see some white folks that are sitting on you can call me any name in the book, but I ain't going for this BS. Uh, we all need to get in that mentality. 
Absolutely. And I feel like black people have been hoodwinked because they actually started to couple us with them. But when they started to say the whole black and brown, black and brown. And I remember someone saying to me, you should, you know, look at the color of your skin and and have sympathy for these people that are foreign to this country and who are, you know, looking for a better life. They wanted us as black people to to turn a blind eye to the effects that illegal immigration would even have on, you know, lower income black people. And so they started changing the lingo that we used and getting us very comfortable with it. I was watching a show from like 2017 or 2018, and I heard someone say illegal immigrant. If this is a black show and they the one person corrected the other person and said, no, it's called undocumented. So they even got us to start saying undocumented so that we could become nicer and softer and more kumbaya and more come on in, move into our neighborhoods and and throw beer cans all over the, the lawn because that's exactly what they do. And they are some of them are criminals. Right. I don't doubt that there have been people actually coming in looking for a better life. But when we look at what's happening at the border now, these are military age men crossing the border. You don't see that many children with them and women with them. What is happening? And we have closed our eyes for so long. Now I'm hearing black people speak up about it. My uncle, before he passed a couple months ago, he said to me, you know, I'm going to vote Trump this coming election because you were right. These illegal immigrants are just coming in and it's too much and we're, we're having crime and he was finally starting to see exactly what Trump warned us of. It wasn't Trump trying to be prejudiced or xenophobic or any of those things. He was trying to say, we're bringing in people who who don't have our values, don't share our morals. They're not going to love this country the way we need them to. And it was a warning. And so for this man to actually try to backtrack and not and not take accountability for opening his city up to this is a shame and a scandal. And I feel so bad for that girl's parents because, you know, we don't want to take tragedy and actually use it for a political gain. But right here is a great example of what people have been saying for a long time. These people coming in here, a lot of them have different values and we have no idea how many of those are now circulating throughout our cities because we refused to do what we needed to do a long time ago. And that is shut the border. The, 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 the turn of phrase that they've used to fool people of color. That's the one that gets me. This whole big umbrella, people of color, and and then people of color somehow turns into LGBTQ as as well. Mm -hmm. But let's just stick with the people of color deal. The the game that's been played is, is we've been programmed to believe everything in our best interest is anti white. And so the more we bring in people of color, well, that hurts white people and that's good for us. I, I just I, I've, I've just never 
seen that be the case in terms of like something that hurts someone else somehow is good for you. Maybe if we're in a boxing match, <laughs> maybe that's true. But but if 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 we don't go back to people of Christ and, and people that share our values, we're, we're making fools of ourselves and we're, we're jeopardizing the future of our young people and kids. And, and again, I, I'm not. You know, you can't make this generalization about all of the illegal immigrants, but there has to be a process uh, for legal immigration. And, and that needs to be the standard because these other countries that are not friends of ours, they're dumping some of the dregs of their society. Go, 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 <laughs> go watch. Uh, it's like go watch the movie Scarface and not for the entertainment value, but just go look at how many uh, Cuban criminals came in through a crisis. And that's what the Tony Montana thing was supposed to represent in the uh, Scarface movie. And, and through all this illegal immigration, these countries are able to empty out some of their worst prisoners and send them up to cause chaos here in America. And it's, it's just factually true. And then even, let's say the good guys, who maybe not all these guys are good, but, but when someone illegally immigrates into your country, they're so compromised and so desperate that eventually they're going to cut corners mm -hmm. because, you know, it's hard for them to get a legal job. They got to eat. So they just go into survival mode and, and they're going to do whatever is necessary to survive. Not all of them are going to uh, move into the construction and home building uh, and just, you know, pick up real jobs, uh, you know. So I, I, I feel horrible about what's happened uh, to the Lake and Raleigh. And, and you make a great point about, hey, you feel a bit uncomfortable using her for political gain. But we know they took George Floyd and mm -hmm. used him for political gain. Why shouldn't we uh, turn Lake and Raleigh into something positive and build statues of her and use her for political gain that protects all of us? Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with playing that game and I don't think we should feel bad about it. And, and the fact that she has galvanized that, a, you know, a young woman, a, a nurse, when you think about a nurse, they're servants. A nursing mm -hmm. student getting murdered and slaughtered in this way. If, if, if that's what it takes to get people off their rear end and just say, F it, I don't care what you think about me, I'm standing up for what I believe in, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, and and want to turn this negative into something positive. Absolutely. They got us to believe as black people that white people didn't want other other people coming in because they're afraid of being replaced. We kept hearing this whole replacement theory. They just that's the only reason they want to keep people out. They're afraid of being the minority instead of the majority. And it's just so silly because now we actually see that's not what it is at all. It was never about that. It was about our country being able to withstand. People don't even see it from an economic 
standpoint that we can't have all of these people coming in. Like you said, everybody's not in the construction business. And yes, they are going to try and cut corners. If you come here illegally, you're already trying to cut corners. And what makes me so upset with black people is what happens to you when you commit a crime? You go to jail. So how is it they got you to believe that these people coming in illegally were not committing a crime? And instead of you saying, hey, I'm sorry, buddy, these are the laws. You need to stay in your country and do things the right way. We have black people, you know, changing our vocabulary. It's undocumented or I see signs around neighborhoods. No human is illegal. They are illegal if they are here illegally. And that's just what it is. And so I want people to stop buying into the foolishness that we have to accept this, especially people that understand when we commit crimes here in our, our country, we go to jail. There's no way these people should be coming across the border and not having to face consequences. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shamika, I want to lighten up the conversation a little bit. I think it's a lighter conversation. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Freak Mill. Uh, <laughs> Freak Mill, uh, I'm sorry, Meek Mill, uh, has uh, caught up in some uh, controversy here as it relates to uh, P. Diddy. He, he's been linked uh, to P. Diddy, uh, <laughs> link, or, or P. Diddy's link has been linked to uh, Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> and Meek Mill's been going back and forth with Andrew Tate. I don't know if you saw those tweets where, you know, he, he and it, you know, uh, Andrew Tate, I think, tweeted, I'm the most famous man in the world and avoid speaking to famous people because they're all gay and weird. So P. Diddy was having sex with Meek Mill and Usher. Uh, Meek Mill then replied, was you sex trafficking women? The F wrong with you, Brody. Uh, this thing is, it doesn't surprise me. This is my, I wanna play you this clip of, of just Meek Mill <clears throat> talking with someone else about their prison experience. And, and this, is, this is why young people, you gotta avoid prison because they change, it changes your whole perspective, it changes your whole conversation, changes your mindset. It normalizes some sexual fluidity <laughs> that you may not even be aware of at the time, but I just can't, Meek Mill and whoever else was having this conversation out publicly, I'm like, what are y'all doing? Listen to Meek Mill uh, talk about losing a cellmate. If you're dealing with somebody for a long period of time, it don't matter if I left or you left, you still gonna, you can have a celly. Mm -hmm. Nah, dude, you got a celly for three oh, months. Pack it up, go to New Jail. You're gonna feel like you just lost a chick. 
You know how it is. It's just you gonna be how hurt. How many times you felt like that? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you ain't never lose your celly and feel like you lost. No, no, a chick. no, no. I lost some cellies that was some good. You know, they went home. I didn't see during my my whole time. I didn't see hundreds of cellies go home. Yeah, and you'd be like, damn. How many times I you cried? Home. I ain't never cried, man. The f- you talking about? This this whole conversation, and I don't know if it's on radio, podcast, or whatever, but when I heard that, it reminded me, I've, I've told this story, I don't know if I've told it on the show before, but I told it, uh, I've told it before to people. I was at a casino in Kansas City, the, the Flamingo Casino in Kansas City, for anybody in Kansas City, I don't think it's there anymore, but it was the more ghetto casinos of the casinos in Kansas City. I'm at the craps table, and there's these big, uh, lack of a better description, thuggish dudes all around the crap table. And they're talking back and forth across the craps table. You know, dealers and people they don't know are there, but they're talking back and forth about putting their finger in each other's booty holes. And I'm listening to this, and I'm sitting there thinking, these dudes must have been in prison. And so at some point later, and maybe 20, 15 minutes later, one of them hollers back, oh, you did time with so-and-so and so. And, and, and I just thought, like, this is what prison does to you. It makes you think it's normal to sit out in front of a bunch of people you don't know and talk about putting your fingers in each other's booty. It was, and so that's what's happened to Meek Mill. That's why, again, to me, the rap industry, it's, it's filled with sexually fluid, compromised, do-anything-for-money people. Uh, and, but it, your, your thoughts on uh, Freak Mill? Oh, so much, because what do you mean <laughs> losing your celly is like losing a chick? Does your celly rub your head, rub you to sleep at night, kiss you, cuddle you? What exactly is your celly doing that you would even compare them to your woman at all. There should be such a stark difference. That Hold that for one second. Hold for, let me tell you, what, let me give you a prime example of what goes on in jail and prison. And mm. remember, Uncle Jimmy worked in a jail in Kansas City, so I'd hear all these stories. These dudes sit in between each other's legs and braid each other's hair all the time. <laughs> I mean, and think nothing of it. And, and that's, I just, anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, so it really lets me know that he is open to the idea of a man being in a position only a woman should be in, or him as the man being in a position as only a woman should be in because why would you even make these comparisons? There is nothing that my best friend could ever do for me in comparison to a man. If I lost my best friend, it would not feel like I lost my man at all. It would be so totally different that I could never sit around and act as if it's the same. So that right there is is very suspicious that he would say that. And I know he has that picture where he has the French fries going down his legs. He has the picture where he's dressed like Puffy. And then there's a video where Puffy is calling him daddy. They also revealed that he follows this gay porn Twitter page. Look, you know, I ain't saying he is, 
But I'm saying if it walk like a duck, quacks like a duck, and like a duck, I'm sorry, it's <laughs> a duck. <laughs> it's Daffy. I mean, it's just too much. <laughs> just go ahead and call him Daffy. <laughs> right. If he checks all those boxes, just go ahead and call him Daffy. <sighs> and I got... I don't want to make light of this because there's just something real to it and, and serious in, in terms of what rap music has normalized and who it's platformed. And, and you know, uh, what, what's it, the, the Birdman guy that, you know, be kissing these dudes in the mouth and all this other stuff and, and calling each other baby and all this other stuff. The rap industry, we have to snap out of what's at the foundation of it and what, what they're promoting. And I just think about all the celebrities. And from Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, was caping up for Meek Mill. And like, oh my God, he's been oppressed and he's been over-criminalized. And we just got to get Meek Mill out of prison. And, and he's done nothing wrong. All of this hyper, hyper focus on, oh, we just got to get these criminals out of jail. And, and <clears throat> look, I, I'm t I got friends that uh, would have to be considered criminals. Uh, and I'm sympathetic towards some of them. And some of them d maybe did get a raw deal or whatever. But most of them, again, you're not getting caught because it's your first time doing something. It, it just isn't your first time doing something. It's usually the 50th time that you get caught. Uh, mm -hmm. or, you know, anytime I've gotten caught in doing anything, it never is on the first day. You normally get away with the first one. So right. I, I, I just, our whole culture, black and American culture, has been criminalized. And, and we've normalized uh, criminal behavior and, and attitudes and uh, sexual attitudes that are commonplace in prison are now popular throughout American culture. And that's like Meek Mill and a lot of these rappers, it's their job. But it's like, I used to say, like, when I, the first time I ever heard it, and then when I really, like, when, when Snoop rapped about his thing on the tonsils of Luther Campbell, it's like, who does that? Who, 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 who how, how did that become okay? And, and, and then dudes, it became so okay, the gangster mentality, that the way you would insult a guy uh, out in the streets would be, suck my blank ninja. Mm -hmm. People would say, yep. it's like, whoa, who, now who's getting insulted here? <laughs> you telling somebody, to, you know, who's, but that's what's happened, and uh, we seem oblivious to the ramifications of uh, the promotion of prison culture. And every, I look at all these guys tatted up. I look at all these guys with their pants hanging off their rear end, uh, hair braided up, all of them trying to look like they just got out of prison. Huh. That, that, that's like, now I get, just think about this. Where would be the highest rate of homosexual behavior on the planet? Even higher than San Francisco. Mm -hmm. It has to be in prison. 
So why would it become popular to dress up like you're in prison? Yes. It, it, it's one of the main yeah. reasons I never got a tattoo. Because I was like, ah, I get it, it's a fad, but, but you know, who started this fad? You know, why don't, you know, I just never got a tattoo. No fear of tattoos or anything like that, but it's just like, man, that, that's some old gang prison stuff. Ah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Final e thoughts for e me before I let you go for the weekend. Yeah, even uh, when DMX said in his song, all you niggas been to jail before, suck my d Ooh, like every time it comes on, you know, I'm hyped. And now that I'm older, every time I repeat that, that, that line, I'm like, that's gay. That's extremely gay. And it was accepted. And you have people all in the club, males and females, thinking that that's acceptable. And it's just like these guys that walk around with their pants sagging and their butts hanging out. That is gay. I have never once seen a man with his butt out and thought to myself, oh my God, he's so fine. Look at the curve of his butt. Never. And so who are they doing it for? They're doing it for other men because women are not sitting around wanting to see your boxers or the curve of your behind in them that is gay and the fact that we don't ridicule these people or at least tell them this is what it is right because a lot of these kids won't even accept that this is homosexual behavior and they'll constantly say I'm not gay or no homo well no it is homo very homo super homo that you're walking around with your behind hanging out because women are not interested in that at all you're doing that for men even when they sit and take these pictures and post them online with their shirt off you're not doing that for us. I might look at your abs and think, oh, those are nice. You are doing that for other men. Kissing into the camera, squinting your eyes. I see y'all. <laughs> Somebody else may not notice it, but I see it. <laughs> Shirt off ninjas uh, is what I call them. But anyway, uh, thank you, uh, Shamika. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, we'll play some tomorrow. We'll see you on Monday. Waiting for the countdown, coming off the breakdown, standing in line for freedom. Looking for a breakout, feeling like a standoff, nothing in life like freedom. Came like a fighter, striking like a ladder, making all this moves for freedom. I want freedom. No negotiation, my system, no relation, we all just want to have freedom. Sitting on the corner, never been alone, I'm breaking my back for freedom. Bless, we are living, get back, we are receiving, all deceiving, we all want to be free. Yeah.